0: Clarity of purpose. Clarity of will. Clarity of being. Clarity of seeing. Crisp, clear
1: clarity. A lonely light. The desire to move. The world. Is afar and attractive to eat the world, to share the fire. Ice becomes snow, wanting to become water. This is In the Borderlands, a podcast exploring creativity, mythology and magic. And your hosts, Mikael Öberg from Sweden. Torgrim from Norway. Two performance storytellers, myth lovers, myth makers that always seem to find ourselves somewhere in between. Yes. This episode, Hunger Moon is episode number 10 of Looney Solar Mind, a podcast within the podcast, starting in May 2021. We decided to venture out into the light of each and every full moon for a whole year to see what inspirations and intimations we would get. And when that year had passed, and we had poems, pictures, recordings mythological musings and the cycle began again we decided to share these findings with you so here we are in the light of hunger moon and what we got this time was uh, quite short and sweet to the point
0: yes yeah i just went outside and the moon was there shining clearly doing its thing yeah, so I the only thing I got was clarity. Clarity in all these different shapes and forms, and I felt that was the message that came through. And there is something about February. At least here in the here in Norway, it's the coldest month of the year. And this cold, and usually when, when snow is laying on the ground also, there's something there's something crisp, there's a crisp clarity to the air. Mm. To the atmosphere, like the final stages of winter, when actually winter is seems like it will never end <laughs> because it's <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, co- colder than it's ever been
1: before. Yeah, the grip is hard. The grip is hard, <laughs>
0: but th- in that hard grip of winter, there is also this, yeah, this clarity. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, and and of course, uh, one can imagine that historically it's been named the Hunger Moon because. In an older society, let's imagine a stone age society. You've, you've spent up most of your stored resources by then, and just
1: waiting desperately for spring to come. Your moon was clear, and, yeah. and when I went out in in Yana where I live, it, it wasn't clear at all. It was overcast, but there was a strong wind. The clouds were moving quickly across the sky, mm. so the moon was visible. Nonetheless, so it created the image of uh, of the moon being farther away. Mm. So so it was behind a veil, but mm. it was a bit um, paradoxical in a way because it, you could really see the moon, but it but it was it was full of clouds. <laughs> mm, yeah. So that I think gave me this impression of something being far away, and and the desire to to move in that direction. Mm. Mm. So it had more movement maybe than than this. The the clarity I I feel is still somehow.
0: Yeah, and my my moon felt closer
1: than yours. Yeah, yeah. My moon is closer than yours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so in a sense, you have both the present moment, the stillness, and just the being. Yeah. The present moment, basically, and yeah. also the desire, the hunger for the yearning for something that is still to come yeah. uh, in the depth, the, like the really hard grip of winter, but you are still hungry for restarting the cycle.
1: Yeah, yeah. We talked about hunger for the wolf moon, but that was this sort of ravenous hunger when you can't think clearly. Yeah, The wolf staying in the forest or roaming around the forest, just being hungry and not being able to break that cycle. And this is a different type of hunger. Yeah, because that hunger was the kind of hunger
0: where your blood sugar is so low that you can't really think and you're you totally you're walking around in a state. Yeah. Well, this is almost like you go into another level where it, yeah. where it gives you a kind of clarity in a sense. Yeah. Like uh, you're off into the wild wilds and you've been fasting and... Um, and suddenly there's a, maybe a release of chemicals in your brain and suddenly you see, see
1: things more clearly. It connects back to the two previous moons by way of uh, Shiva mm. on the mountaintop meditating. The first one is the withdrawal when you are moving away from the world. Mm. And the second one is when you are on the brink of dissolving, you, mm. you, have, you have removed yourself so far from the world that, that you cannot really co- come back, you cannot really make the choice and this would be somehow the place where you could make the choice to return to mm. the world because mm. you can see it there <laughs> in mm. front of you. There is a clarity of wanting to return into the, to the thick of it,
0: mm.
1: but you are not yet there. Not yet there. You're not yet moving. This is this is it's like you have breathed in and then you're mm. about to breathe out. But there's that little, little pause there. Mm. Mm. It's like uh, my first ayahuasca ceremony, it
0: lasts for three days mm. in that sense. And the first day is truly that just being blown away by it all. And then the second day for me, at least, that I, I really started to dissolve. Mm. And on the third day, I was so far, far gone. I was like Shiva on the mountaintop, not yet having decided to, to rejoin matter. And I actually, it felt like it was impossible. I was basically zoned out into this frequency of everything. And I tried to go back to the body, but I, I, I just couldn't. Mm. I was uh, I, so I, I was I was there I was the only one left in the in the chamber while everyone else was eating but I I just felt okay I just have to stay here longer until I finally you know somehow made the choice okay this is enough now uh, and I and I was able to go, gradually return to this form I mean the entire process also had had to do about the value of being matter but mm. uh, then there was someone who had taken care of me because because I was like so far gone, and and put a plate of food next to me. Hmm. So when I when I came back to the world of form, and I and I could feel this clear hunger, like this hunger for life, for flesh, for matter, for being the specific avatar of Shiva, <laughs> because <laughs> I had been dancing like Shiva as well. Like there was a Shiva relationship in that in, in those three days, hmm. and that meal. I ate that meal with perfect clarity, I remember, because like every single bite, it was a completely vegan meal. and I could feel that it was healthy. It was, and at that moment, you know, it was impossible for me to consider eating processed food because I I was clear about everything. Mm. And every single bite, I could feel, you know, the granules of the rye bread and, and the taste of the vegetables. Every single thing was appreciated. So it wasn't, as you say, not a ravenous hunger, but it was a hunger for life that was, being very clear and present in mm. every single mastication, every <laughs> single, uh, every single, you know, sense. Mm. And so that, that meal is the best meal I've ever had. It was in a way my first meal and my last. Somehow, <laughs> It's like mm. Pro- mm. my yeah, proper meal. Yeah, Because yeah. every single meal I've eaten before or since I haven't been that present mm. and I haven't felt it because it was in a way my reconnection to the world of matter. Mm. Uh,
1: after having been one with all. It's a very appreciative hunger. Yes. A focused hunger. Mm. And if you look at the bigger pattern that is starting to emerge just from our full moon project, Mm -hmm. this is the 10th moon. Yeah. During the summer... We had the mead moon, which Mm. was about fullness and gorging, swallowing the world. That's kind of on the the other side. It's far away from this point where Mm. we are now in the hunger Mm. moon. Mm. But this quality that is present here, this clear appreciative hunger is needed for that gorging to take place properly Mm. in the summer Mm. so there's like a bigger story the warmth and the light of the summer the physicality the eating the sensual quality of existing and then here we are in the fasting and in the darkness which is more mind focused opposite ends of a nice big round circle, <laughs> three
0: hundred
1: and sixty degrees of pure bliss.
0: Yeah, it is like the uh, like the "Aum" and then the the pause before you mm. say then another "Aum" and then mm. from the beginning to the end and then back again. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like the space in between breaths. It's yeah. uh, it's a moment to cherish, uh, a moment to acknowledge yeah moment to enjoy yeah mm. actually those
0: moments are often seen as you know hard to to deal with in our yeah. culture Though the moments of not knowing in a way yeah because you you haven't decided yet you're about to decide but you haven't fully decided <laughs> whether you will return and in what shape or form which doesn't have to I don't, I don't have to speak about you know in a in a reincarnatory sense but also in a yeah, because you reincarnate so much in your life anyway yeah and right now I can also f- sense this I've been in this point of stillness with my life what I want to what I really want to do and I I, I know this period from before so it's a cycle ongoing cycle and trouble i think only comes when we start to resist this natural cycle and only want there to be summer only want there to be to be spring and eternal summer and do not and resist the winter in our souls mm. because to f- truly be part of life we have to know what we are hungry for yeah i mean so then then you need that sense of not knowing and then going to the core like ah that's my hunger
1: yeah Mm. because it's more than an intellectual choice. Yeah. It's about feeling properly. Like you say, you feel the hunger, and it grows out of your entire being. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of hunger. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not a hunger that you can fill with just anything. It needs to be the exact right food. Yeah, maybe there's a way of practicing this. Like first noticing this moment,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe slightly expanding it mm. to, just to see what yeah so what what general. what is really there, yeah, yeah, don't be afraid to take a pause.